Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Besides helping us to make shows like this possible, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts like Tep and Step, access to all 61 years of the magazine in our digital archives, recruiting analysis, and must-see insight from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, we hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe that's texasfootball.com slash subscribe and thanks for listening the texas football today podcast is brought to you by chocolate milk built by nature you can watch texas football today live weekdays at noon at texasfootball.com and on facebook and if you like the show subscribe to the podcast vendor of your choice give us a positive rating and tell a friend Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show that is celebrating its 1,200-and-somethings episode. I don't, I don't pay attention to these types of things. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, or listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. Dak Prescott, apparently. Yeah. It's game day. I play on Monday night, don't they? Mm-hmm. That's why I knew I could get away with this. Mm. Also, this is so clutch. You put the hoodie underneath the jersey and... I mean, it's like 85 degrees outside. Have you sat in this studio? <laughs> I got to be in here for a long time on Monday setting the show up. So Today <laughs> is prepared. Monday, September 27th, 2021. 59 days till Thanksgiving. This is true. Oh. I sent my first Thanksgiving prep text oh, let's this go. weekend to my brother. We're figuring things nice. out. See, my family still does it over email. Because <laughs> I was, because I got a, um, I think we're going to go to, and maybe if they want to sponsor us. Cajun Turkey Company. Oh, nice. Um, I, I just think we're going to do it. Like, we did it for, for my birthday, Thanksgiving I'm super birthday. intrigued by that. I need to look at the rest of their menu. Oh. Because you said that it's... Oh, I'm going to send it It's to extensive. You. Oh, it's bang. Okay. Um, happy birthday to Avril Lavigne, episode 1,249. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, on today's show, guys, big show, big beefy show. We're going to have Monday morning fallout, go overreact to the football weekend. Then, we're going to hear... From Sinton head coach Mike Troutman. Very low-key, relaxed. Not a hype train at all. (laughs) Quiet Mike Troutman. He's very quaint. Very, very, very. Okay. I got to correct you because I've been corrected on this. This is 100% true. Okay. Okay. Let me run through the rest of the show and then I'll talk. Okay. Talking to Mike Troutman. (laughs) Then we will reveal the Dave Campbell's uh, Texas Football Associated Press rankings for week six. So we'll have all that coming up here at the back half of the show. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Jacob John, Rob Hathaway, Tony Blaylock, and Rodney Jedlicka. Welcome in, fellas. Rad. Rad. Okay. Okay, gosh. Yes. Okay. This (laughs) happened to me in college. I was writing for the Columbia Missourian. Mm -hmm. Okay. The newspaper in Columbia, Missouri. Okay. That sounds on brand. Tracks. Um, and I used the word quaint in a story. Ooh, is that not the right term? It's not. Like, I think we have this idea of what quaint means. Yeah. It's not. It means like, okay, I looked it up. 
un- attractively unusual or old-fashioned. It does not mean small or like low key. Like low key. Like it doesn't. No, 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 no. Like and I've, I've. I have a college for, degree, and I somehow uh, made no, it through twenty four years of my life without noting. I that. got straight up corrected by the sports editor at the time. He was like, he wow. like, he called me into his office. He was like, tell me what quaint means, and like that's always stuck with me. So that's like, funny. yes, yeah. There you go. Hmm. Uh, so well, I'm glad I made that mistake on this mediocre internet show and not on like you know. What are you saying? Are you saying that our, <laughs> our internet show doesn't have reach? It does. It does. But but I'm okay with being corrected on here. Anyway, that was interesting. I'm, I'm okay, sharing say my it one more time. What Quaint is it? means attractively unusual or old fashioned. Attractively Pic- picturesque. Unusual. Think about it's a synonym for picturesque. Yeah. Charming. Okay. Right. Think I was like when I say quaint, quaint I usually do like the like a room, you know, yeah. like it's a quaint room or a quaint or a house. Yeah, exactly. A cabin. A, yes. a cabin is quaint. quaint. Okay, but I guess so. You can use it to describe something, but yes. not someone. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, because I got corrected about on that like twelve years ago. Okay. Well, <laughs> sitting head like, coach Mike Troutman is not quaint. No. In any stretch of the form, which was the funny part of it. I don't it. know if he's old fashioned. I don't know. I don't know his habits. He's anyway. hyped. <laughs> All right. Pickle, hit the air raid sirens. Have Monday morning fallout. Monday morning fallout. Of course, when we overreact to the football weekend, plenty to overreact to per usual here in Texas high school football and college football. We will start with my three big thoughts. Thought number one, the night the Texas high school football cut the brakes. Here's a, here's a story from behind the scenes at Bally Sports Southwest. Mm-hmm. We were going to go live in segment one mm-hmm. on on high school scoreboard live with myself rick renner and craig white we were going to go live to sarah merrifield okay on the air because she was at carthage and gilmer yeah, and game. we felt like that was probably the biggest game of the night it was going to have the most impact and things like that so we were going to go live we had all this whole thing plotted out and stuff like that um and then we didn't because then we went live to lauren calendar because lauren calendar we, we, we scrapped the entire A block, mm-hmm. which, as you know, in that show, is kind of crazy to, like, scrap, scrap an, entire, an entire... Like, especially the first one. Oh, yeah. You can make because maneuvers that stuff on the back is, end. that stuff's set, you, you know? You can make maneuvers on the back end, yeah. but, like, you, off the top, you got you to gotta know what you're leading with. Right, absolutely. About 10.30, we ripped up the, the format, and, okay. or, and we got a new script mm-hmm. because we were leading with Rockwall and Rockwall Heath. As you should have. Shout out, um, Pimo. If you didn't, if you didn't know, Rockwall Heath beat Rockwall seventy-nine to seventy-one in, in double, double overtime, overtime. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in a game that featured Rockwall coming back from a twenty-one point deficit mm-hmm. in the second half. Rockwall Heath scoring in the final minute mm-hmm. t- or final few seconds to take the lead on a hail mary. No, 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 no. Okay. We're okay. getting sorry, there. sorry, sorry. Okay. Rockwell Heath, scoring, <laughs> Rockwell Heath scoring to take the lead okay. in the final minute. Getting a two-point conversion to go up by seven. Mm-hmm. Rockwall tying the game on a Hail Mary on the final play. <laughs> and then two overtimes. And then a game-sealing interception for Rockwell Heath. An, absol- an absolutely ludicrous game. Absolutely nice. ludicrous. But here's the thing. That was far from the only ludicrous game that we had on Friday night. Because we have one of these weeks, it seems like, every year. Mm-hmm. Every year, there's one There's one week where everything goes a little, to coin a phrase, crazy town banana, banana pants. pants. Okay? <laughs> goes a little crazy town banana pants. And last week was, in my opinion, that week. Did you see what happened with Richland Springs? 
Mm-hmm. Richland Springs, six-man powerhouse. I tweeted about this and play, said, hold my beer. <laughs> playing against Fort Worth Covenant Classical, a private school team. Basically, long story short, Richland Springs has a lot of trouble finding teams to play them because they're always very good. Refurio runs the same things, et cetera, et cetera, right? The final score in that game was 119 to 112, which even by six-man standards is, is ridiculous. ludicrous. I believe Lehman Saunders tweeted out that this was the it was tied for the third highest scoring right. UIL six-man game ever. We do have a quick question, real fast, that okay. relates back to this. I know you tweeted it out. Uh, what is the highest scoring 11-man game? Because yes. this this tie was tied for what 11? This was tied for 12. 12. Okay. Um, the highest scoring 11-man game. I can pull this up. Let's see. I knew you tweeted something about it, so I didn't know if you had scored. it. On. Yeah, it was. It's Bell's ninety-four, Celeste seventy-four in two thousand and sixteen. One hundred and sixty-eight points. Um, yeah, obviously this was pretty big too. One hundred and fifty points. It's tied with. It's tied for twelfth for mm-hmm. the the highest scoring game in or thirteenth maybe in Texas high school football history. So there was that game, one hundred nineteen to one hundred twelve. Right. There was also. Did you see what happened? I don't know if you saw this. Did you see what happened between Sundown and Farwell? Yes, I did. <laughs> Sundown and Farwell ends Sundown 13, Farwell 7 in six overtimes. <laughs> like, whoa. Talk about completely polar opposites between what we just talked about and right. do that. <laughs> do we also, we also, did you see how Alamo Heights beat Wimberley? Uh, no, I missed this one. 7 nothing. <laughs> Sure, man. <laughs> okay. We also had another one that flew under the radar. Bonham beat Commerce 76 to 53. Okay? Little Elm beat Prosper 59-56 in overtime. Um also the final score apparently was 9-7. Step said he needs to fix it. 9-7. Yeah. Oh boy. Um so they Crandall, they won in six overtimes on what? A safety? No, on two-point conversions. Two point conversion. Remember, okay. after a certain point you just start going for two-point two, conversions. Okay. Gotcha. So they won 9-7. <laughs> Okay, Crandall beat North Forney 71 to 43. Okay, I'm looking at this right now. Of the of the, as far as 11 man games are concerned this year, of the top 7 highest scoring games, four of them were last week, this past week. That's crazy. There's a lot it was of records. A ludicrous week. Like normally I like to have one big theme that ties the whole week together. My big theme is like, hey, look at that. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> look at it. Thought number one. <laughs> thought number two. What was my thought number two? It was a hard look in a hard the mirror. Hard look in the mirror. Sorry, I was getting nuts. I was getting too crazy. <laughs> this is this is a ooh, look at that. A hard look in the mirror. And and we are now rapidly approaching that moment for a number of of Texas FPS teams. Mm-hmm. It was not a. I think weekend. I think TCU's got to take a hard look in the mirror after what happened against bad. SMU. Um, were they? I mean, let's be honest. They got kind of bodied. Yeah, the against, whole time against SMU. Now credit to SMU. SMU came in with some fire and, and and a great game plan and beat them up. But TCU's got to look in the mirror and say, if we are, if like, are we suddenly losing ground in DFW to? SMU. Yeah. Uh, that, I think that's the that Dallas campaign might be making some strides for SMU. Winning helps too. Yep. I think Texas Tech's got to have a hard look in the mirror. And I like Matt Wells a lot. A 70 burger. We've had him on our show and things like that. But now, now, and part of it is Tyler Shuck went down in this game. Yeah. Although Henry Columbia certainly played 
well enough that in most circumstances would win you a game. Mm-hmm. But now Shuck's out for he's out, basically he has the rest a bro- broken collarbone. He's out till November. I would be surprised if he plays again. again. Yeah, because it sounds like they're just going to ride with Columbia. I think Tech's got to have a hard look in the mirror about what the future of their program is. And again, I like Matt Wells a lot. I think he's I think he's a good dude. We've had him on our show before. Yeah, great human. But the natives are getting restless in Lubbock mm-hmm. when you get when you get doubled up in Austin. Uh, and you give up 70 burger. I mean, even Mike Leach's teams didn't weren't giving up 70 no. like that. So um, it's it's a, a, they're gonna have to have a hard look in the mirror. We mentioned it last week, but I'll mention it again. Texas State's got to have a hard look in the mirror. That was ugly against Eastern Michigan. They are just completely ugly, falling ugly. apart. Ugly. I mean, it's 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 whatever no whatever strategy that Jake Spavital has has Needs to throw it away and do pretty the clearly failed. They got bodied by Eastern Michigan, and then. There was, and then there were two teams that I, that I, I thought about putting them on this list. Well, okay, let's let's okay. Does A and M need a hard look in the mirror? And I'll tell you why. How can you be this good of a program, this elite of a program, and your quarterback room is this problematic? Yeah. Because I'll just be, I'll be honest. I just, I just don't think Zach Calzada is the guy. But you're going to have to ride with him for at least the next four or five weeks, which includes a night game at home against Alabama. Mm-hmm. They lose to Arkansas. They only get put up 10 points. The defense can't do everything. And the defense, no. by the way, got torched in that first half. It was That was bad. That was surprising. That was bad. really surprised. Do they need a hard look in the mirror? The other two that I was, that I was about to were North Texas and Houston, both of whom were riding the struggle bus mm-hmm. uh, against, uh, for North Texas, it was Louisiana Tech. They ended up showing some signs of life in the that second, second half. The second half was polar opposite of the first in half, because the first half, half was but. It wasn't enough, Mm-mm. but there were at least some signs of life. Yeah, you can't and Houston, yourself in a hole. And Houston was getting drilled by a bad Navy team, and they ended up coming back and winning that game. Yeah. So they get a stay of execution, at least from, from this list, but... A disappointing, disappointing week. I mean, obviously, look, if you're Baylor, you're feeling great. If you're UTEP, you're feeling great. If you're SMU, you're feeling great. If you're Texas, you're feeling pretty darn good, right? Yeah. A lot of programs have a lot to feel good. UTSA. A lot of programs have a lot of good things to feel good about. There are also some FBS programs that the whole time, like Saturday night, I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, there's some some teams that are are having some existential crises right now. Mm -hmm. Thought number three... Bye, bye, bye. Did you do that on purpose? No. Okay, well, you should have. This is a weird week in Texas high school football. We have a lot. and fifty was that the number? Uh, no, no, no. It's not that, not that bad, but it is quite large. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a ton of teams that are taking this week off. And this is normal. There's one week every year where it's the big bye week, okay? Mm-hmm. Um 27.8% of all Texas high school football teams are off this week, okay? Yeah. More than a quarter, more than one and four. Coming from a person who sets schedules out, that means it was difficult. That means we only have, and I know this sounds this like like talk about like embarrassment of riches that we're talking about. Like <laughs> we only us. have we only have 526 Texas high school football games oh. this weekend. And and I'll bring this up on tap and step when we rec- when we record this. You have to do that's not to say that there are not great games this week because there certainly are there but, are some you, really good ones if, really you, good if ones. you look deep into the schedule there's some good but ones. you gotta dig mm-hmm. you if you're a brand name shopper it's not surface level if you're a brand name shopper you are you're like you're not gonna you're not gonna be satisfied Mm-mm. but if you're if you're a nerd 
nerd. You're watching the show. So you are. (laughs) There are plenty of really good games this week. So it's one of those strange weeks in Texas high school football, Mm -hmm. but uh, have heart. There are plenty, plenty of good action coming up this weekend in a week. It's number six. Those are my three big thoughts. Three helmet stickers. A helmet sticker to Clarendon running back Jamari Davis. Carried the ball nine times for 138 yards and two touchdowns rushing. Six tackles, three tackles for loss, two sacks, and an interception return for a touchdown. Nice day for him. A helmet sticker to Xavier Worthy. Yeah. Um, the wide receiver for the Texas Longhorns, who was really sensational. In, in their in their big game uh, this week. He had a grand total of, I want to say he had three touchdown catches. Um, Light work. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I had it up, and then I lost it. Let me give you his full stat line, because he deserves to be... Um, he deserves to be properly credited. Xavier Worthy catches five passes for 100 yards and three touchdowns, including a 62-yard touchdown pass uh, catch. Um, we had questions coming into the year about who was going to step up in the wide receiver spots for Texas. Mm-hmm. I would say that between Xavier Worthy and Jordan Whittington, mm-hmm. they've got two guys they feel pretty darn c- good good about. So, helmet sticker for him. And a helmet sticker for the oh. Colleyville Heritage defense and special teams. So, this is pretty nuts okay Collinville Heritage beats unbeaten Richland Mm -hmm. um, this past week Uh, good win for them we'll get to our rankings here in a moment they remain ranked get this they had scored six touchdowns Mm -hmm. 45-28 win five of them were on defense or special teams okay they had two they had two interception returns for a touchdown they had two kickoff return touchdowns and they returned a field goal 100 yards for a touchdown in their win on Friday night I saw Step tweet out. He was like, man, if, if we had a fantasy high school football, that would have been the, the defense for you. <laughs> that is absolutely the play. So those are three helmet stickers. A helmet sticker to Colleyville Heritage's defense and special teams. Three teams to watch. Little Elm. Lobos, man. Kendrick Brown, man. Doing work there. Little Elm, I believe, I've been trying to verify this. I am I am fairly certain in looking through my records, mm-hmm. I am fairly certain this is the first time Little Elm's ever been 5-0. and Wow. I'm fixing to say, I, when when we were watching them at 7-on-7 seven seven at some of those SQTs, I was like, they've got something cooking here. got some here. juice. Yeah. They got some juice. They beat Prosper in overtime, 59-56. Um, exceptional win for them, and a big win in that district, right? That district of doom. Mm-hmm. One of those districts of doom, District 5-6A. Um, that's a huge win for them and certainly puts them in, in a position to, to grab one of those playoff spots. Oh, yeah. UTEP. How about them miners? Guys. They covered. Guys. I'm looking around, making sure nobody can hear. Nobody's listening, right? No. Nobody's listening, right? Absolutely no one. Guys, I think UTEP's going to make a bowl. Okay. They beat New Mexico. They're mm-hmm. three and one. They're halfway there. Okay? Yep. They get Old Dominion this week. Mm-hmm. Old Domin- at, at, at the Sun Bowl. Old Dominion's terrible. They are awful. Like, okay. UTEP is favored this game yes. by four and a half? Yes. Okay. They get UTEP. Okay? Then, then... They go to Southern Miss. Guys, Southern Miss is terrible. They're awful. They're really bad. They've had like eight coaches okay. in the past 12 months. Okay. And then, okay, so then they're going to then they're gonna play Louisiana Tech. They'll probably lose that game. Yeah. But then they have, they have at that point, they have, let's just say that they beat Old Dominion and they beat Southern Miss. Then they're five and one. They need one more. And here's their schedule. They're, they're home against Louisiana Tech. Probably, probably no. They're at Florida Atlantic. Uh, you, they not, could. Not necessarily a loss. Mm-hmm. Home to UTSA, probably not happening. Yeah. At North Texas? 
they could win. Home to Rice? They could definitely okay. win. They should gonna win have, that one. They're going to have some shots. I'm telling you, my my one thought, my thought on Saturday night was, is UTEP going to mess around and get into a bowl? That would be... I think they're getting into a bowl. <laughs> we need a UTEP watch party. <laughs> oh, I'm in. Although that, that bowl's almost certainly during during state champion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Lorena. We got, we got asked a question last week on Mailbag Friday. We got mm-hmm. asked about Lorena. Mm-hmm. They asked, are they are they the favorite in Region 3? And I said, I wanted to wait for more information. Because they are 2-2, two and two, but right. their two losses are to Franklin and to, I think, China Spring. Mm-hmm. Two okay, very two good really programs. Good teams. Yeah. Really good teams. Well, Which they, might have been pun- they, punching up They beat bit. up on, on yeah, well, China Spring. Certainly China Spring is. Little River Academy, they they beat up on Little River Academy. The bees. I think Ray Biles' squad, they're three and two, but that is one of those things that I think they are way better. Like if you just look at their record and you think that they're a two loss team, so oh, okay, you you don't put them in that elite category. I think that's mistaken. I think I think Lorena's legit. Mm-hmm. That's certainly a team to watch. Three to see, three games to watch this weekend. Let's go. Spring and Spring Westfield. You're gonna be there, right? I will be there. Okay. Uh I'm so excited. Exceptional matchup. I am so excited. Sensational matchup. One of the only Battle of Unbeatens, right? Yeah. Spoiler, I'm going to I'm going to preview it in the picks video, but I will just say this. A lot of attention is going to be paid to the quarterbacks in this game. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh with Bishop Davenport, Bishop Davenport rather and Cardell Williams. Mm-hmm. Okay? A lot of a lot of um a lot of uh, you know, attention is going to be paid there. I think this is a low-scoring slugfest. I think these defenses are too good to let this thing get up into the 30s or 40s. Mm-hmm. I, think this def- I think this is going to be a defensive slugfest. Fantastic matchup. Baylor and Oklahoma State, suddenly a state, uh, suddenly a nationally ranked matchup. Yeah, who uh, would have thought? Baylor goes to Stillwater coming off of their big win over Iowa State. Can they repeat their magic on the road at Stillwater against a, a, an Oklahoma State team that I think is vulnerable? Mm-hmm. They're 4-0, I think, but like, mm, I have questions. Anyway, that's certainly a game to see. And Crawford and Toller. Yeah. Um, this one will be. A this is game too. this is a really intriguing matchup of two teams that I think are flying under people's radar. Um, this these are two teams that I think have the juice, have an opportunity to make a deep run. And when you take a look at what Toller's about, their offense has been fantastic. Uh, they've got a freshman running back and a senior running back who are doing a lot of work. Crawford's given up 18 points in four games. Uh, they're really really yeah. sound. Outstanding matchup, a district opener for both these teams. Really excited to see that game at Rattler Stadium in Toller. Those are three to see. That is Monday Morning Fallout. We are at Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Pickle. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, in partnership with Ozarka, is proud to honor one team from each classification with the Ozarka Fueled by Nature Team of the Week Award. The teams selected throughout the course of this program have exemplified the best in Texas high school football. Your Week 5 yes. Ozarka Fueled by Nature Teams of the Week. In 6A, Rock Wall Heath. In one of the wildest games in recent Texas high school football history, the Hawks came up with big play after big play to outlast its state-ranked rival, Rockwall, 79-71 in double overtime. In 5A, Floorsville, the Tigers withstood a furious Lavernia rally and came up with a gutty 37-35 win to close out non-district play at 5-0, reaching that record for the first time since 2007. 
In 4A, Orange Field, freshman Ty Butler kicked a 27-yard field goal with nine seconds remaining as the Bobcats took down Silsby 16-14 to win their District 11-4A Division I opener and beat the Tigers for the first time ever. Wow. 3A, Gladewater. DJ Allen ran for a touchdown, then found Eli Cates for a go-ahead two-point conversion with just 28 seconds left as the Bears rallied from a 14-point fourth-quarter deficit to take down number three, Tatum, 29-28. 2A, Iola. In a defensive slugfest, the Bulldogs got a go-ahead touchdown from Brian Cosby in the third quarter and made it stand up for their first victory of the year, beating district rival Snook, 7-6. In 1A, Santa Ana. The Mountaineers are 5-0 for the first time since 2012 after surging past Medina, 65-20. Into the private school ranks, Houston second Baptist. Eli Smith ran for a go-ahead 10-yard touchdown in the fourth quarter, and the defense came up with one last stop as the Eagles upset state-ranked 4A squad Portland Vaca Calhoun, 23-19. So those are your Ozarka Fueled by Nature teams of the week in 6A Rockwell Heath and 5A Floresville and 4A Orangefield and 3A. Uh, um, Gladewater in 2A Iola in 1A Santa Ana and in the private school ranks Houston Second Baptist. Congratulations to all the schools. We salute you. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com. And now, a word from our sponsor. From Now On is a proud sponsor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and your school's one-stop shop for community connection. Simplify your athletic communications with From Now On. Their FanX platform gives schools at all levels of the game a one-stop shop mobile experience that makes driving communication, creating engagement, and generating revenue easy. From Now On helps connect your school community with everything they need to win on game day. Schedules, streams, digital tickets, real-time notifications, and more. Learn more by visiting their website at from-now-on.com or follow them on Twitter or Instagram at FromNowOnExp. That step was on the road this week. Uh, down the Coastal Bend. It's Coastal Step. Hashtag Coastal Step. <laughs> and he caught up with the head coach of the Sinton Pirates, Coach Michael Troutman, after their big win over Corpus Christi West Oso. Moving to 3-1 and one on the year with a 59 nothing victory over uh, the West Oso, which is um, actually, that's Spanish for West Bear. <laughs> Here's Matt Stubbs' conversation <laughs> with sitting head coach Mike Troutman here on Texas Football today. Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas Football here in Sinton, Texas, here with the head coach of the Sinton Pirates, who are now 1-0 in District 16-4A Division II after a, a big 59-0 win over uh, West Oso. Coach, first off, congratulations. Uh, you're 1-0, and, and that's, that's, that's the goal coming out of this thing, right? Thank you, Matt. Absolutely. You know, we always set goals. We have goals that we set each year and each season, and um, this was the first part of the goals. All right, now, I know the first half, you guys came out a little sluggish, and I know you, you, you talked to your kids after the game about working on that. Um, obviously, that's something you're going to try to fix, but I thought in the second half, you guys really came out with a sense of urgency and purpose and kind of put put the hand, put the pedal to the metal a little bit. And I, I'm assuming you're, you're pleased with that performance in the second half. Absolutely. You know, we came out better in the second half. And, and, and we preach all the time, you got to put four quarters of football together. Um, you got to put it together. And um, you have to... You can't play. you got to play your brand of football. And um, that's sitting pirate football. And that's four quarters of hard-nosed, getting accurate football. And um, you can't wait till the second half because there's a lot of quality teams out in this state. And um, if you wait till the second half to put it together, um, you're going to be playing catch-up the rest of the, season, the, re- the rest of the game. You know, you got uh, 
You've been battling some injuries this year, early on in the year, and you're not an excuse maker by any means, but how, how happy are you? It looks like, number one, you got out of this thing relatively healthy, and I know that's, that's a good thing, but now that you're starting to get some of your guys back, how pleased are you with their progress and kind of working through the working with the trainers, getting to rehab, and then getting back out here and playing? Yes, absolutely. It was an obstacle that we have faced, you know, but um, but we were smart about it, and um, getting them back is a, is a good thing, and it's just getting them back into the, 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 the routine of things, getting them back in the root, root, root routine, getting them in practice and um, trying to put, uh, like I said, four quarters of a game together with all our starters in it, you know. Uh, offensively, uh, the first thing I noticed offensively is you got a lot of weapons. you got a lot of playmakers, and that's got to be tough for defensive coordinators to prepare for you guys. It gives your quarterback, uh, Galvan, a lot a lot of options when he's back there throwing the football. But I thought your big guys up front did a good job as well. It looked like offensively you guys are, are a complete unit. Uh, how, how, how have they progressed from the start of two-a-days to today? Well, they just have a sense of urgency to them. They are That's year three under the system. Matt, and they have a sense of urgency. They know the expectations, and and when you have the third year going into it, it's like they work off of one another. They they know their thoughts, they know their calls, and it's just it's just that routine. They're, they've gelled together, and so that plays a big role in their success up front. And defensively, you get out of here at the shutout. You, you put a zero up. You're going to win every ball game. Uh, I thought defensively, you guys seem to have a personality of being very aggressive, and you guys are going to you guys are not going to sit back and let the offense dictate the tempo. It looks like you guys want to dictate the tempo on the defensive side of the ball. Is that an accurate? assessment? Absolutely. You know, the, the thing we want to do is we want to play sound defense, Matt. We want to play sound defense, execute, do your job, have the right fits, have the right coverages, and um, read your keys. And it, it all it all comes together. And, 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 you know, and we want great tackling. We want use some hands. I mean, it all comes together, and we want to put it together um, as one defensive unit. Final question for you. You got a big one next week against Rockport Fulton. Um, is it the big, it's a big one because obviously they're, they're a good ball club, but I'm assuming it's a big one because they're the next game on the schedule. And is that that kind of the mentality you guys have is, is every week the next game is the biggest one on the schedule? Absolutely, Matt. We go into it with a faceless opponent attitude. It's a faceless opponent. We focus on the sitting Pirates getting better. We focus on execution, doing our job, and getting better with every opportunity. And it just happens to be the next game. And um, I tell you what, Rockport, Rockport Fulton is a hell of a team. They do a great job over there. And it's going to be a live game. It's going to be um, a, um, one of those Friday Night Lights type, type of games. But again, we focus on the sitting Pirates getting better on defense, on offense, on special teams, and that's what we look to every opportunity with practice. Coach, appreciate the time. Uh, thank you for all the hospitality here in Sitting. It's a fun place to watch a high school football game. Appreciate all you do for student-athletes in the state of Texas, and uh, good luck the rest of the season. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming. Thanks so much for watching that video. If you would like more and to be notified when they come out, go ahead and click that's that subscribe button. <laughs> Forget her. Mike Trout and the coach the Sitting Pirates. Catching with Matt Sepp after their big win over Corpus Christi West Oso on uh, Friday night. We do appreciate uh, Coach Troutman's time dealing with Stepp. Um, always a chore. So Never a we always appreciate his you know, his his candor and his his time. So we appreciate that. We're at Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's, and of course see us at TexasFootball.com. Hey, uh, if you're not a Dave Campbell's Texas football uh, subscriber, uh, we would certainly hope that you would do so. Yes. TexasFootball.com slash subscribe helps make shows like this possible. As well as, um, I don't know, you get all sorts of good stuff. That seems like a bad pitch. Um, what's something that you get for that. your subscription? Um, like, I, like, cause it doesn't help when I'm just like, hey, subscribe, and it'll help feed my kid, because people don't care about that. Um, what about, 
You get to see Steps previews. Get Steps previews. Which are huge. Uh, you could have seen our rankings by now. Yeah. Because rankings go up for, for insiders. Uh, we also got Tap and Step. We got access to our uh, 62 years of magazines in the archive. Powers always has a lot of good archives. recruiting stuff. A lot of good recruiting stuff. A lot of good stuff from Mike Craven, our college football insider. Oh, yeah. Don't you get to see his bets? Or his yeah. Wagers? You get to, if, you, you, if you want wagering advice from if you want to Mike make Craven, money. who is an actually good wagerer, like yeah. an actual good bettor. <laughs> yeah. Yes. TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Please consider that for a. Uh, fall gift, an autumn gift. It's a uh, uh, Canadian Thanksgiving is coming up. Celebrate with Texas football. Bing. <laughs> Pickle, Dave Campbell's Texas football <laughs> in conjunction with the Texas Bowl is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week award to the most serving high scorer in the state of Texas. Every Monday, TexasFootball.com announces ten candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. We then leave it up to you voting at TexasFootball.com. Voting closes each Friday at noon with the winner being announced shortly thereafter right here on this very program. Ten more candidates this week. Who popped up? <clears throat> we'll start. Channel View quarterback Demetrius Charles. Now, Channel View has a history of putting out good quarterbacks. Perhaps yes. you know one of them. Perhaps one of them is playing tonight. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Um, Demetrius Charles trying to get on that level. 23 of 37, 345 yards, five touchdowns passing, 200 yards and two touchdowns rushing. That's a cool 545 yards and seven touchdowns total. Sitting running back Rylan Garvin. Galvin, rather. Rylan Galvin. 23 carries, 251 yards, and five touchdowns on the ground, plus a 36-yard receiving touchdown. Rockwall Heath running back Zach Evans, 33 carries, 270 yards, and five touchdowns on the ground in Heath's wild win over their rival, Rockwall. El Campo running back Ruben Owens, 18 carries, 344 yards, four touchdowns rushing, and an interception on defense. He didn't throw an interception. He had the interception yeah, on defense. just for fun. McGowan wide receiver Christian Echezareda. Oh, let me try this. Echezareda. Echezareda. Christian Echezareda. I should have read this beforehand. I apologize, Christian, because all you did was have seven catches for 310 yards and four touchdowns receiving. I think he might be the Holy leading cow. receiver in the 11-man ranks in the state. Yeah, that, that stat line seems like that would do it. Big spring wide receiver and defensive back Keegan Mitchell. 10 catches, 138 yards, two touchdowns receiving, and he returned a fumble, 95 yards for a score for Kagan Mitchell at Big Spring. Azel quarterback Chris Lee, a name we've had on this list a number of times. Just making the player of the week already, guys. Yeah. 17 of 22, 339 yards, seven touchdowns passing for Chris Lee at Azel. Bottom running back and defensive back Jaron Ross, 33 carries, 289 yards, five touchdowns rushing, nine tackles, and an interception return for a touchdown. And finally, Corgan Camden athlete Javorian Williams. 37 carries, 312 yards, six touchdowns rushing. He threw for 67 yards. He had seven tackles and two pass breakups. Uh, real fast, you skipped one. Did I? Yeah, Lockhart. Lockhart, quarterback Ashton Dickens. 17 of 23, 247 yards, four touchdowns passing, 117 yards, two touchdowns rushing. How could I forget him? Lockhart quarterback Ashton Dickens. <laughs> so those are your week five Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominees. Vote now at texasfootball.com. Vote early, vote often, vote now. Texasfootball.com. All right, Pickle, there is just one last thing to do. Rankings season. And that is to pull up on our computer. Things here. I've been doing the rankings thingy. And uh, here we go. Dave Campbell's Texas football is ready to unveil its week six statewide Texas high school football rankings for the 2021 season. 
The rankings are compiled by the Dave Campbell's Texas football staff. Dave Campbell's Texas football has published the state's most respected Texas high school football rankings for decades and is the official rankings provider for the Associated Press since 2019. Weekly rankings are revealed live on TexasFootball.com every Monday at 1230. 1238, it's not bad. Hey, not bad. we almost hit that spot on. Complete rankings can be found at TexasFootball.com slash rankings. Let's start, Pickle, with Class 6A. And in Class 6A, you're going to notice a little bit of change, especially down at the bottom, because that is where you're going to find a few uh, a few newcomers to the rankings. Most notably, or actually just one of them, and that is Smithson Valley. Smithson Valley, with their win over New Braunfels, cracks the top 25 at 5-0, with a 41-24 win over, over those uh, unicorns of New Braunfels. Uh, the only... Uh, the only team that lost here was Clear Falls. Clear Falls drops out after their loss this week. Uh, they are out of the top 25. Everything else, essentially chalky. Uh, I'm looking at this, and yeah, a little bit of movement. Rockwall Heath uh, uh, stays the same at number 8. Rockwall, we dropped them from number 12 to number 15 by virtue of their loss to Rockwall Heath. Uh, but overall, mostly the same. The top 10 entirely intact in Class 6A. To 5A we go. 5A Division One is is a, is a, is a bit of a mess right now. I'll be honest. Um, so Manville loses to Fort Bend Hightower. They drop out of the rankings now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're out of the rankings. Moving up to number four is Longview with their win over West Mesquite. Everyone else kind of nudges up one. Uh, you know, we we uh, uh, one leap here we made. We moved Amarillo Tascosa from number seven to number nine, or number nine to number seven. A big win for them. And new to the rankings, the aforementioned Fort Bend Hightower, who beat Manville uh, sixteen to twelve. They are number ten in our five A Division one rankings. 5A Division Two, a little bit, a little bit of chaos as well. Top five unchanged: Alito, Forpin, Marshall, Lucas, Lovejoy, Ennis, and Lubbock Cooper. South Oak Cliff up a spot to number seven. Nederland with a big win in Mid County Madness yeah. over uh, PNG. They jump from number seven to number ten. Wichita Falls Rider nudges up a spot to number nine. Bernie Champion and Huntsville drop out with their losses to El Campo and Brian Rudder respectively. New to the rankings, three and Texas High. They are in at number nine with a win over Mount Pleasant and San Antonio Alamo Heights. The Mules are five and out. They crack the rankings with a seven nothing win over Wimberley. To four A we go. Four A Division One. Uh, a lot of churn at the bottom. Mm-hmm. I mean a ton. One through seven. Cool beans. Argyle, Cal Allen, LBJ, Chapel Hill, Stephenville, El Campo, and La Vega all unchanged. All winners this week, with the exception of Argyle, who didn't play. But the t- bottom three. Complete chaos. Paris yeah. goes down. Springtown goes down. Corpus Christi Miller goes down. So we have three new teams into the rankings. Number eight, Melissa, back into the rankings with a 47-10 whomping of Paris. Number nine, Huffman Hargrave, 5-0. Win over Lamarck, 31-7. They are back into the rankings, or into the rankings for the first time. And back into the rankings, Kilgore, with a 35-6 win over Palestine. They vault back up to number 10. For a division two, much more calm. One through nine, all the same. We keep Gilmer number two in the state with their twenty-eight-seven loss to Carthage. We just think Carthage is that good, and and we still think they're the second best team in the in in the state. We are certainly willing to be to change that if new information arises. But for now, we think that of the four and one teams, they have the strongest loss. Everyone else, one through nine, all the same. The only uh, the only uh, victim here, uh, number ten Wimberley, who lost to the aforementioned Alamo Heights, into their place. Mike Troutman, Sinton Pirates, <laughs> three and one, fifty nine one nothing winners over Corpus Christi West Osa. Three A. Three A Division One is got a little bit of of change at the bottom. Um, 
so number three, um, number three, Tatum loses to Gladewater, 28, 20, uh, 29, 28. We're, we're, we're now in a weird spot where Tatum remains in the rankings. Gladewater, by virtue of having a couple losses, remains out of the rankings, but we drop them to number nine. Um, as a result, everyone kind of nudges up a spot. Grandview up two spots with a win over Maypearl. Uh, new to the rankings, the only team that, that that dropped out of the rankings is Columbus. They lose a, a wild one to Smithville. Mm-hmm. They are out of the rankings. In their place, Lorena. The Leopards are back into the rankings at 3-2 and two with a resounding 34-17 win over Little River Academy. 3 Division 2. Uh, everyone behaved for the most part. Uh, one through ten, uh, the one through ten teams are unchanged, but we did make a move. West Rusk gets a big win over Troop, fifty-eight twenty. They vault from number seven to number five, moving ahead of Newton and Wascom. Wascom didn't do Newton and Wascom didn't do anything wrong, but right now that is just an adjustment you have to make by virtue of West Rusk now having such a signature win over previously unbeaten Troop squad. Everything else more or less same, including the top three: Franklin, Gunner, and Childress. Holiday Thurgood there in number five. To two A we go. Into the 2A ranks where, again, almost entirely uh, chalky. If I remember, let me pull my rankings. Yeah, where's 2A? Um, in fact, uh, almost entirely chalky. Uh, in fact, entirely chalky. Uh, the only difference was that Holly, uh, New Deal loses to Idaloo 28-14. to That's a 3A team, and they hung with them on the road at Riddell Field. Uh, we dropped them from number seven to number six, or six to number seven. Move Holly ahead of them to number six. Uh, that is the only change in the rankings. Everything else is the same, including the top three: Refurio, Shiner, and Timpson. Two A Division Two now, where a lot more chalk. Uh, again, the only the only victim here is number nine Burton. They get drilled by Shiner. They get out of the, they're knocked out of the rankings. Uh, every, one through eight entirely the same. N- number nine Vega nudges up a spot. Back into the or into the rankings, I believe the first time the Chilton Pirates, mm-hmm. Chilton four and zero win over Kearns, fifty four to two. They are the only newcomer to the two A division two rankings. To one A we go. The six man ranks, uh, just complete chaos for the first time in one A division one. We have a little bit of chaos. Um, number two Rankin loses to Bulverdi, Brack, and Christian, who's a good. We'll get to them in a moment. Good six man private school team, but that drops them from number two to number six. Everyone nudges up a spot in their in their in their stead. Sterling City, Jonesboro, Water Valley, and Abbott. Spring Lake Earth remains the same at number seven. The bottom three, eight, nine, and ten, all lost. Happy lost to Sterling City, Westbrook lost to Strawn, and Roby lost to Benjamin. I think those are all three decent losses, but the strength at the, the the depth of strength in in six man football requires them to fall out of the rankings. Garden City is back into the rankings at number eight with a win over Van Horn. I think they've righted the ship. Lomita into the rankings for the first time. Uh, they are four and zero. They are number nine in the rankings. And Ira back into the rankings at three and one with a win over Highland. One A Division two, much more. Much more chalky. In fact, entirely chalky. One through ten, unchanged. Motley County, Strawn, Rosen Springs remains the top three. Uh, I have some questions. I think there's a reasonable argument to be made that Strawn should be the number one team in the state. We decide to keep them uh, number two for now. Uh, we reserve the right to change our mind. But that is where we're at right now. One through ten, unchanged in 1A Division two. The private school ranks we go, where Houston Kincaid loses to Little Cypress Mauriceville, forty-nine to twenty. They're the number two team. They drop out of the top five. Um, 
the uh, the two through four all nudged up a spot. Parish Episcopal, Grapevine, Faith Christian, and four with Nolan. And into the rankings at number five, four and one Houston second Baptist, 23-19 upset winners over Port Lavaca Calhoun. That gets them the number five spot. And the private school six-man ranks, we moved Bolverde, Bracken, Christian up a spot to number two with that really impressive win uh, over Rankin. That moves them to number two. Austin Veritas, just by virtue of that, has to drop to number three. The rest of it unchanged. Number one, Waco Live Oak. Number four, Marble Falls Faith. And number five, Texas School for the Deaf. There they are, the week six, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press Texas High School Football Rankings. You can find all of them at texasfootball.com slash rankings and uh, direct your complaints to at Matt underscore step up 817 yes. on Twitter. He loves those types of tweets. Mm-hmm. That's his favorite. Now let's go over to Ashley Pickle, a.k.a. Dak Prescott, for America's second favorite <laughs> segment, Final Thoughts. I'm okay with that today, as long as they get the win. Uh, I have him on my fantasy team, and I need a big... He's the last you do? player in, the, in, in our matchup, and I need a big game. That's a good... I forgot to check mine after last night. I think that I'm beating Grev Powers, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um... There was one. Oh, the pitch that we've been missing out on the whole time mm-hmm. is uh, where did it, oh shoot where did it go? I just had it. Well, oh no, I don't know. I don't know who said it, but someone said that what we should be saying when we do our little subscription pitch is um, it gives you knowledge, and I like that. Knowledge feels like a powerful word. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I mean, it gives you it gives you stuff. Like that's that's kind of. The, the thing for me but uh, um yeah. there was t- one more uh mike or mark herda was listening to us on a royal caribbean oasis on the seas so oh he's wow listening from a cruise ship, oh which I think is wow so he's cool. under maritime law right now dude steal something <laughs> there's no rules maritime laws uh, uh, uh is, is a farce Ma- maritime law has no bearing you can do anything you want if you're at sea do whatever you want steal something they don't call it what did they used to that's not the word plunder plunder yeah plunder see? is like the official got better sea, word for it word of of stealing things I'm that's just, what the pirates used yes, to do yeah i'm just telling you there's no rules in the ocean nobody controls the ocean no so do whatever you want like uh and he chose to listen to our podcast yeah yeah, you could be committing all sorts of crimes. Like, <laughs> and instead, instead, you're listening, you're to, listening to us. <laughs> so thank you, I guess. But go get to the criming. <laughs> it's gonna do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Oh, I love Vince's trophy over there. Oh no, it's gonna do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at dctf. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com/slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com/slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to Mike Troutman of Sitton for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tupper. Vince Young, please meet your player of your trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. <laughs>